Oh, sweet new baby smell, Jesus. It's another edition of the Two Drink Temp Podcast with your host, Tim Castleman. Hey, what up, everybody? Tim Castleman here. That's my cheap-ass intro because I refuse to go to Fiverr and hire someone. You know, all the podcast experts are like, listen, Tim, we can tell by your prolific use of the word motherfucker that you take this very serious, and therefore, we just think for you to have maximum efficiency, you have to have an intro, right, where some radio voice is like, "Uh, attention, ladies and gentlemen, please bend over, grab your ankles, and get ready for the Tim Castleman to Drink Tim podcast, or something like that. They're like, look, man, if you want to be taken serious, right, it's okay to talk about having sex with people's mothers and telling people where they can get fisted. It's fine as long as you have an intro and an outro because for the love of God, we don't want people to think of you as unprofessional. Now, do we? What up, America and every other country listening to this podcast? You racist, well, I'm not really racist. I forget. I went to college. What's the thing where you're proud of your uh, country more than any other country and you wear the red, white, and blue diaper? You're eating an apple pie. You know, you got a baseball and a handkerchief in your back pocket while you're mowing people down with your AK-47 as you're chomping on a medium rare steak, right? As your gut hangs over the Confederate flag belt and buckle that you have. While you wear your uh, Dockers jeans that Brett Favre inspired you and changed your life during the episode, uh, you know, during a commercial uh, for an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, that, whatever that is, that is the total opposite of me. All right, let's try this again. What up, everybody? Tim Castleman here. And man, if you can't tell, I'm a little fired up. That's thanks right, to again, the two drinks I always have before this podcast and the topic that I want to talk about today. Oh, this is my favorite topic in the world, and that is the topic of haters. See, I had some stuff go down this week that was absolutely batshit crazy, and normally, right, I would just brush that stuff under the rug, you know, brush my shoulder off like Jay-Z tells me to do in every song that inspires me, right, and then just be like, ah, it's no big deal. But I figured I would give you a little peek inside my business and the craziness, which is Castleman Consulting LLC, and talk about the crazy week I've had and how I've been dealing with haters lately and how you should be dealing with haters. Because the sad and unfortunate thing is this. Even if you're just working at McDonald's, somebody's hating you. Some broke ass, some asshole is out there going, can you believe Calvin? Calvin working at McDonald's making making $8 an hour, getting all the fries and hamburgers he wants. What Calvin ever do? Calvin ain't good enough to work there. For, that, for those of you who don't know, that's a Chappelle skit. You might want to go check that. Go to YouTube, type in Chappelle Show. Thank you, and you're welcome. So here's the deal, right? Unfortunately, you're going to have haters at every area and every instant of your life. This even sadder fact is a lot of those haters come from inside. They come from your friends, right? They come from your family. They come from your close associates. And sadly, they also come from external forces, whether it be customers, joint venture partners, or people in the same freaking space. So with that, I want to talk to you about a couple instances where I've had some haterade thrown on me. Thank you, Brad Goss, for that word. And what I did to combat it, back it up, you know, escape, if you will, uh, survive, whatever word you want to say, and, and in some cases, like, you know, throw it back in their face. So... Haterade episode number one. And you got to know I'm going to name names here, okay? If the people that don't like me naming names, 
uh, have a problem with that, uh, you probably shouldn't have got involved with me in the first place, right? I look forward to listening to your podcast where you can bash me all you want, okay? All right, so the first time that this really kind of uh, blew up was actually early in my career, and it didn't really blow up per se, but first time I kind of came aware of this was uh, I got an email from uh, Russell Brunson, or one of the affiliates of Russell Brunson, and Russell put out this local offline product uh, in local marketing, which was the space I was in, and it was basically like, here's this rehashed shitty PLR, um, but we've gone in and changed a few things, and we want to sell it to you for, I don't know, 500 bucks, and then you go out and you sell subscriptions to this self-improvement thing that people can access online, and you keep all the money. And one of my customers sent it to me, a Russell sent it me to it because I was on his list or whatever, and this thing was horrible. And what I had to laugh about was the PLR he was using, okay, the PLR he was using, I owned because I had bought like 95 gigs of it off eBay for like five bucks. It was absolutely ridiculous. So without thinking, without consulting, I go on uh, Screencast-O-Matic or whatever the hell I was using at that time, probably Camtasia. I fire up a video. I show people the sales offer, and I go, this guy is a jackass. I can't believe he's doing it. So I send that out to my list, and I get a ton of instant feedback. People who love me because I'm not willing or not unwilling to ruffle feathers, and I'm more willing to just speak the truth because ultimately at the end of the day I feel like it's partially my responsibility to look out for the well-being of my customers. So I do that and then my phone starts blowing up, right? And it's not from Russell. Russell and I never talked, okay? Although there was some rumor back in the day he wanted to wrestle with me. Probably kicked the shit out of me because he's like a wrestling champion and I resemble the blob. So you win, Russell. Anyway, so Russell, uh, or excuse me, the phone starts ringing, and it's affiliates. And they're like, hey, man, I saw your video. You should take that down. And I'm like, what? And they're like, listen, man, you should take that down. And I'm like, why? I'm just speaking the truth, and I'm telling people the truth as I see it about this product, and I'm trying to do a service to my customer. And they're like, no, 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 dude, listen. If Russell hears about that, do you know what's going to happen? And I'm like, oh, shit, no. What is this white boy from I, uh, Utah going to do to me? Like, is he going to, like, get all jacked up on caffeine and come fuck me up, right, when he gets off his missionary trip and his, you know, fucking bus? I don't know. And they're like, no, dude, other affiliates won't promote for you if you start attacking the big dogs. And I'm like, huh? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, this is my list. I'm just sharing my honest opinion thoughts. And then I got hit with this affiliate, and they were like, listen, dude, listen. Here's what's going to happen. Russell Brunson will never promote for you. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like at that time, I was probably like a D-level player and Russell was considered and maybe still is. I hear a lot of things uh, good about him and I feel like uh, I've also heard that he's changed a lot of his business tactics. So this was years ago. It does not reflect current Russell. I just say that because I'm sure there's some fucking lawyer jacking off to this fucking podcast right now. Like, I'm going to strike it rich, motherfuckers. I'm out of this jail prison sentence forever. Okay. Um, so this affiliate hits me and goes, listen, Tim, if you, if you don't take this video down and Russell sees it, Russell will never promote for you. And I'm like, dude, at this, at this point, I'm a D level player. Okay. Like there's, there's guys who have been around, uh, 20 years that are at my level. And there's guys that like are dead that are just right below me. That's how low of a player I am. And at that time, Russell was an A level player. Okay. That's where I was going before I got off on the lawyer jacking off story. My bad. Blame the drinks. And I'm like, dude, Russell Brunson is never going to fucking promote me, okay? All right? Let me tell you some things I'm fucking sure of, okay? Um, I'm never going to have sex with a supermodel, okay? 
Unless my wife decides to become one because that's how she looks to me. Oh, sorry, fellas. She's in the room. If I don't say that shit, I don't get access. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, all right. So where the hell was I going with that? Holy cow. Whatever I'm drinking tonight definitely has a kick. Oh, yes. Russell Brunson never promoted me. It's like, of course, Russell Brunson's never going to promote me. Like that guy's an A player. I'm like a D plus player at best. I got people that are dead. A hub ahead of me in name recognition. So anyway, I sent it out. My list loves it. They they fired up, and I get a little reputation for being a little spitfire, right? A little spitfire going at it. I'm like, okay. And true to his word, imaginary or otherwise, Russell Brunson has never promoted for me since. So fast forward a couple years later, Tim Castleman's had a few in him. Shocker, I know, and I'm on Facebook, okay? And at the time... Okay, um, a guy that I would consider an online associate, probably wouldn't call a friend, although we are friendly now, okay? Um, he was engaged or married or about to be, not married, but about to be married or dating or involved with this chick that was like a natural health chick, okay? Um, and he posted something, she posted something, I don't know, I was Facebook stalking. It was late at night, right? I see this chick and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And she starts talking about like, love yourself just as you are. And I can clearly see with this lady, okay, that she is so Botoxed up that she can't even smile naturally, okay, or appear to be, or appear to be. That lawyer almost finished right there and he's like, damn it, he said appeared to be, okay? Um... But so she's that, and she had humongous fake tatas. Now listen, I don't mind either of the two. That's cool. That's great. That's fantastic. I do, however, mind you preaching body and life acceptance of yourself as you are, while parts of you were made by Mattel. Okay, while you've had more needles in you uh, than Michael Jackson. All right, I do have a problem with that. So that was on Facebook. So I was like, man, I really want to say something snarky and sarcastic and being a dickhead because that's how I like to be to people that I'd like to be friends with because that's a good strategy, right? Uh, instead, I don't. I go to Twitter and I basically, I think I tweet, uh, oh, no, that's what happened. And then Jason uh, was watching the UFC thing and apparently he didn't like it. He was like, I don't understand meatheads punching each other, um, you know, like evolve much or something to the line where he was basically talking shit about UFC. And at that time, I had been to one MMA class, so I like had the MMA community on my fucking shoulders, right? So I tweeted back to Jason. I was like, kind of like, you know, healthy love yourself, preach yourself people um, with fake tits, or something along the line. Something as crass and as crude as that. And I go to bed, right? Because it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I go to bed. I wake up. My phone has fucking exploded practically with text messages, calls, emails, Facebook notifications. I wake up, right, at the crack of noon. I roll out of bed. I go over to the computer. I open up Facebook. And, and holy shit, okay? The world has come to an end because Jason Moffat has discovered my fucking tweet and is going on a rage about me. So he goes to Facebook and he's like, attention everyone, attention everyone who pays attention to me still. Okay, um, I don't like this Tim Castleman guy. He's an asshole. Uh, he's been snarky to me before, but he, he really crossed the line with this. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, and basically, you know, oh, I know he's speaking at an event in, in Las Vegas, and I'm going to head up there and fuck him up next next month, and, 
you know, all this good stuff. And so I wake up to this and this is what I see. And I'm like, what, what, like, do, do, bro, do you even hug? Like, what's the matter? Right. And what was particularly funny to me, probably not to him, was Jason was going through this big self-discovery period where he was like becoming Zen and Buddhist, you know, as far as like trying to become more chill and relaxed. And I didn't realize like the evolution from like Hitler to Gandhi was like, you had to choke a bitch once in a while. I didn't realize that it's in the enlightenment path. So anyway, Thank God I had a few affiliates that jumped quickly on that thread and were like, hey, look, I'm sorry you and Tim had an issue, but Tim's always been a solid good guy for me. Guy, I remember going to bat for me then. Uh, Don Wilson went to bat for me. It was like, hey, I, you know, I don't know what the issue is, but Tim's shit's solid. Like, you can attack him personally, but professionally you can't. Now, here's the thing. When you go after a big dog like that, okay, it, intentionally or unintentionally, or you have one of those guys hate on you, you know... Can they shut down your career, Tim? Can they just totally not make things happen? Can they, you know, what what's going on? You know, like, like are, are the FBI going to show up? No, right? I mean, Jason Moffat probably could call some affiliates and go, hey, I don't want you to mail for that guy. And they'd be like, all right, he's off the list of people I'm never going to fucking mail for because I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. So. That's a couple instances of me kind of going out there, okay, and, and getting attacked and, and what to do. Now, let me tell you about this week. Let me tell you about the shit that happened in Timmy C's life. So I don't remember how I got involved with this piece of software, but there's a piece of software, okay, out there that's for the Kindle market that um, I was told about with a launch. And I got a copy of it, and truthfully, I didn't love the software. I liked it. I didn't love it. It was missing a few things that I consider critical. What I should have done was I should have not fucking mailed for it. I should have just been like, ah, you know what? It doesn't check all the boxes for me. I'm going to go. I don't. Instead, I go, you know what? Here's the deal. If I send an email out to my list, they're going to buy this thing. Um, but I'm going to feel like a piece of shit because it's got some missing features that I think are critical to it. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot a video where I'm going to demonstrate the software. I'm going to tell them about the stuff that I saw were critical flaws, and then I'm going to allow them to make a decision. So I do this like right before the launch. So I send out an email to my customer saying, hey, listen, you're going to get hammered with this affiliate product because they were and they did. Um, you know, I, I recommend that you hold off until you see this video. And then I go on and I, I did a follow-up email just probably 20 minutes later after I shot the video because I literally got the software the morning of the launch, right? Good launch there. Um, discovered the thing right before the launch, sent the email out, then sent the follow-up out. And basically in the video, I, I said like, hey, you know, I think this software is good, but with these few tweaks, it's going to be great. My recommendation is if you can live with the tweaks and understand that what you're buying now doesn't have what I'm telling you it needs to have, but it's coming, then I think it's going to be a great piece of software and you should pick it up. Now, I did the video like that because I really wanted people to understand the limitations because I am working very, very hard on acting at the best interest of the customer and with 100% integrity at all times. So what happens? Well, to my 
surprise, if you will, we got like a 30% conversion and had it like, I don't know, 20, 30 people buy. Now you have to understand, okay, they're going from email, all the non-tech internet marketing people are like, what is he speaking gibberish right now? So imagine this non-tech people, you click on a link to an email, you have to go watch a video, which is several minutes long, then you have to click on another link that takes you to the sales page to read it, watch it, whatever, and then purchase it. They did all that, 30% of the people did that. So I'm getting a very targeted number of a low amount of clicks because they have to go through all those steps, but we convert at 30%. I feel good because I've acted in integrity. I've told people like, hey, this software's got a few warts. They're telling me they're going to remove the warts quickly. If you can live with the warts for right now and understand that you'll get you know, a new and improved one later, then we'll totally um, you know, pick it up, go from there. So that happens, okay? The next day, I wake up to a message from the creator like, dude, what are you talking about critical flaws in my software with, you know, that's not cool. I understand the angle you were going with, um, but, you know, I understand the, uh, I'm not mad. I understand the angle you were going with. That's cool. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I didn't really have an angle. I just wanted to be honest with people. I mean, that's not an angle. It's called integrity. I thought we all had that. Um, in fact, it surprised me that more affiliates didn't point that out now that I'm thinking about that. Like, I think I was the only guy pointing out those flaws. Everyone else was like, hey, listen, we've got some Kool-Aid for you. Would you like to drink it? It's got poison. Oopsie, bitch. Thanks for your money. And, and to be fair, I didn't see all the affiliates, so there you go. Anyway, long story short, I'm like, okay, cool. That's done. That, that, that's fine. I'll, I'll let it be. And then another piece of software comes out. I talked to that developer. I'm like, dude, these critical flaws are missing. Add these. And he goes, hold on a second. He goes, yeah, those will be added by tomorrow. So I go out and I'm like, hey, two days later, I'm like, hey, remember the flaws that that product X had? Yeah, well, product Y doesn't have any of those flaws. It's ready now. It's a little bit more money, but I recommend that you check it out. Well, then the shit just really hits the fan with, with the first product creator because suddenly not only have I not acted in integrity according to them, right now I'm promoting another product and I'm using it basically us versus them. You know, like this product sucks, this product rocks type thing. So I'm like, fuck, okay. Well, I tell you, oh, and then of course, product creator number one gets off his ass, right? And, and makes the updates requested that apparently weren't ready in time for launch, but mo were miraculously ready the next day after the br whole brouhaha happens. So then I wake up Friday morning we're going somewhere with this, folks to an email from a customer forwarding me an email from the product creator who is trashing me in his email list, to his entire email list. He's, he's, I think the seventh line was like, Tim Castleman is a liar. Then he goes through my whole talk and talks about how it's total bullshit, that I was only doing it because I wanted to steal affiliate commissions, not true, and that I actually recommended the software, which is true if they understood the flaws. So I'm like, oh, shit. Now let me tell you something for those of you guys who are new to the two Tim Castleman experience. Two years ago, I would have called somebody and been like, okay, dude, here's the deal, right? I've got an address and a throwaway piece. I'm going to need you to take care of some business. I'll make sure your family's taken care of. Okay, I really wouldn't have gone that drastic, but I would have been like, well, you know what? You have opened this can of worms. Let me just nuclearize your entire hometown and burn you, your business, my business, right? It was just like, just imagine like two pit bulls going at it. I was going to kill you, and if I had to kill you, you know, figuratively speaking, and kill myself in the process, I would do that. 
I'd also uh, personally uh, like to thank my uh, my biological dad for instilling that in me uh, in a young age uh, due to abandonment issues. So thanks for that, Dad. Really appreciate that. That's only affected me every day of my life since then. So anyway, that's the old me. The new me was fucking calm as a kitten. I don't think kittens are really calm, but it's all that I could think of, right? And basically took it in stride. I read his email. I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. So here's the process that I went through to evaluate this haterade and how strong it was. And this is what I recommend you do. The first thing you got to do is, of course, evaluate. Now, look, if Frank Kern sent an email out like that about me, if a guy at my level or above that was intimate and close with me, right? and of course I mean sexually, just penis to penis swapping, kidding, kidding. I mean just like JVs at my level or slightly above or people that would associate with me. If they had sent that email, I'd have been crushed. I'd have been like, oh, shit, this is a big effing deal, right? I love how I talk about sword crossing, but I won't say the F word. That's, that's values for you, folks. Um but it wasn't that, right? It was a, I don't even know the level. It was a lesser affiliate who had a minimal impact on my business. And I literally went and looked. Before I did or said anything, I literally went and looked at, at JV Zoo and other places. And I was like, hmm, okay, uh, this guy's made me $1,000 um, since the year he's been promoting me. Or made 1000 bucks and 20 customers. Probably not a guy I need to deal with. Okay. Now, if it was a top affiliate, like my one through five, then yeah, I'd get on the phone. I'd be like, oh shit, let's work it out. Hugs across America. You know, what do I need to do to make it right? But when it's a lesser affiliate, I was just like, eh, I'm going to hold off. Okay. Now that's the first thing I did. The second thing I did was, and this is, this is really where I screwed up was I responded. You see, a troll or a hater or someone that's trying to get your attention and be fucking negative, they're lashing out at you because what they really want is attention. They want you to go, I've dropped this big pile of shit in your life uh, that's really from my life, but I want you to fix it or at least acknowledge it there. And if you're just like, I don't smell shit, I don't see shit, I don't do shit, it ain't my fault, then you're good to go. But they hate, you know, haters fucking hate when you don't acknowledge their hate. Like, oh, that guy don't even acknowledge I told him he sucks dick, right? Like, so what I did was I foolishly responded, but I did it in a smart way, okay? I wrote up a rebuttal that was devoid of personal attack, okay? Because here's the thing. You can't fight a guy this, on the same level he is. So if a guy's like, hey, you're an AFer and a MEFer, AFer, I guess, okay, MFer, you know, you're all these things and your wife's this and you're, and you're just like, oh, okay, then he looks bad. But if he's like, you're an asshole and you're like, I fucked your wife in the ass, right? Then you come off as the jerk in that situation. Could someone just like make me a meme, a meme like that? Like, you're an asshole. But like, speaking of assholes, I fucked your wife's asshole last night. Thank you. That would make you a lesser person, okay? So I kept it 100% professional. I laid out my part uh, in the story, and I sent it to a small subsegment of my list to gauge initial reaction. You see, what I had thought previously was these guys who were attacking me moved the meter or had any significance. What I have come to find out is none of that is true. So I respond. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I respond with my email, and then I say, hey, you know what? I'm going to let you guys decide. I'm going to shoot a video, side-by-side -side comparison. You guys check it out. I'm going to make my recommendation, but I'll show them to you both. 
So I do that. That's Friday. Saturday, I get up. I shoot the video. I send it out. It's 10 minutes long, and it shows them. Now, it is biased towards KD Spy because I do tell them, hey, this is the one that I want you guys to buy. I think this is the better one. But it shows in real time, as neutral as I could be, how both of them act, the issues that we have, whatever. Well, apparently that just causes even more problem because not only did I point out the shortcomings in the first video, honestly, I also showed them honestly how both work and why I thought one was better than the other. And apparently that was just it. So Product Creator X comes back to me and just freaking rips me a new one, unfriends me, right? Says he's he's taken his number, my number out of his phone, you know, unfriends me on Facebook, Skype, and tells me like, I can't wait. I hope to see you next month at this marketing event. I hope to see you there, right? Like he's going to go all, you know, Billy the Kid on me. I'm like, uh, listen, uh, I understand that I'm fat, but one of us has been doing jujitsu for three years. I think I'm going to break something on you, and it might be you, okay? So that's not bad enough. Then he starts going and spreading shit in, J- in one of our JV chat groups about it, right? And that's when it gets tricky because I've been monk-like at the beginning. Uh, Yes, I responded once I saw that the needle didn't move either way. And ultimately, can I be honest with you? Your customers don't fucking care. Your customers want to know you're looking out for them. It's okay to occasionally take someone down and say, hey, listen, you know, I don't think this this is a great choice. This is an alternative. But your customers don't want to get in fucking bickering cat fights like little schoolgirls. They have that enough in their life. They don't need your drama on top of it. Anyway, long story short, the piling on begins, right? Nuthugger 1 and Nuthugger 2 combine together to get and start hugging on these nuts. And then Nuthugger 3 is like, where's my spot? Where can I put my mouth on his nuts? Oh, I'll find a spot right there. Now, here's what happens. I initially go and respond again. And I take every point and I just destroy it, right? Like Nicki Minaj destroys a G-string. Okay, I'm just saying. I I, I fillet it. The, the response was so good, it would bring a tear to a glass eye. And I almost post it. But then I stop. And I go, wait a second. Wait a second. This, this is going to look bad on me. Okay? This is going to look bad on me. If I post this, then it's going to look like the big bad bullies beating up on the little school kid that doesn't have milk money. And I was like, that's not good. Because what happens is groups have a funny way of changing and turning on it. And when you start saying, you know, when someone's like, hey, you know, you're a big fat, you know, hoochie mama. And you're like, no, I'm not. Uh, this punani's mine. And I don't give it out to anybody. Right. Then people are like, wait a second. I saw you with Tyrone. You know, like it just it goes bad. Group dynamic gets involved. And it's like, I never want to be the guy that has the pitchfork in the gunfight. And all these guys have guns. So what did I do when hater, hater raid number two came around? I did what I should have done in the first place, which is ignore it. Okay? Ignore it. Here's the thing. There's a difference between a customer and a hater. A customer comes to you and goes, hey, look, I bought this product. I don't like it. I tell them, hey, great, sorry that you don't like it. You know, glad to replace it with something else, give you something else, make you happy, but we don't do refunds. Some of them understand that. A lot of us, you know, a lot of them don't. And that's fine. That's their right not to understand it, just like it's our right not to do refunds. That's a complainer, right? That's customers bringing a legitimate concern. And I always, always, always try to look for, for the legitimate reason behind the concern or the complaint. So if a guy's like, hey, you know, you're a jackass and, you know, 
I should kick your ass and shove your head up, you know, up your ass. What's up with all the ass stuff this week, Tim? What's going on, buddy? You want to talk about something? Not really. Okay. So, you know, if guys like that, it's like, well, what did he mean by that? Why is he so angry? Why does he want my head to physically go into my anal cavity? Like, I don't understand how that's possible. That's a complaint that's someone that you can try and look at. But the best thing to do to haters, the best thing to do to them is ignore them because their fire is going to go out, right? The first thing you should do is evaluate. Like, how big of a threat is this coming? Like, I don't want to sound all medical and, and military, but you've got to triage that threat, you know? Is it a coaching student? Like, I've seen some coaching students destroy marketers because they're like, he didn't call me back on a Sunday night at 2 o'clock in the morning when I needed someone to make me a warm tea. He's an asshole. And then another guy goes, you know what? He never called me back in the middle of sex with his wife like I told him to. Like, it's just, it's bad. It's just bad news. So I, I highly recommend you triage the threat. If it's a real threat, right, and, and it's an issue, you need to go to that person personally. Don't put it out on a fo public forum. Don't do anything like that. One thing I did that just squashed a lot of hate, I think, who knows, maybe they all you know hate me, is I was like, hey, listen, uh, here's my number. If anyone has an issue with me, here's my direct-to-me number, no BS. And I did that to, one, Right, Show people like, hey, this guy could reach out to me at any time. Why didn't he? And two, to let other affiliates know like, hey, if you got an issue with me, contact me directly. Don't, don't, you know, come at me, bro. Instead of being like, oh, I'm going to grab his other ankle and start dragging and pulling it on that. So you got to evaluate how serious of a threat is it? Is it a, is it a credible gripe that they have? Or is it like, oh, you know what? This guy's probably smoked too much horse patties in his day. And I think he's off his rocker a little bit. So you have to evaluate who they are and the real impact on the business. And then you need to either ignore it or respond. What I would recommend doing is if you're going to respond, try to respond personally. The thing I would tell you about responding personally is you need to remember, right, in a fight, all is fair in love and war. Okay? So, you know, when you tell the guy that he's an MFer and, you know, he should go suck this and do that, like, don't be shocked when he shares that with the world. And you're like, that's my private communication. It's like, it was private until you told me you wanted to cut my head off and put it on a stake. So evaluate, ignore, or respond. Now, if you, if you realize that, hey, look, you know, this is a big deal. I need to, to respond to it. You really need to think about it. And you need to do it not out of anger. Okay, because I have made that mistake in the past where you would take it to a personal level. And remember, if they cut you low and you go lower, you don't win, you lose. The way to win with those guys, okay, is to go at a higher level. Is to go at a higher level. It's like, hey, you're an asshole and your wife's a whore and you sell shitty products and you know your mother should have swallowed you instead and you're like, peace be with you. Or, hey, I'm sorry you feel like that, you know? I'm sorry, my promotion, uh, Ben Atkins told me one of these, uh, and I thought it was great. It was like, hey, I'm sorry my promotion of your product made you react this way. It's like that puts them back on them, right? It puts it back on them. They have to be the one that's like, wow. Everyone, and then everyone starts looking like, wow, he is kind of reacting, kind of shitheadish. That's a word, by the way. It's in the dictionary. Look it up. I'll spell it for you someday, not today. But if you're like, holy crap, I got to respond, I got to put it out there, do it from a place of a higher position, okay? And do it not out of anger, but just with the facts. And understand that facts have a filter. 
Okay? I know that when I set out to shoot that video, it was not to torpedo this person's product or their launch. It was for me to be able to promote this affiliate and say, look, I like these guys. I like what they're doing. I don't like this about the software. They're telling me they're going to fix it. If you can live with waiting and you want to get it at the cheap price because they told me it was going to be a dime sell, then get it now. Right? I know that I acted with integrity and it wasn't something I was intentionally trying to go out of my way and hurt these guys with. They're the ones that lost their shit. They're the ones that threatened me. They're the ones that went all attack first. And people are like, well, like, you know, like I'm sitting here going, dude, I, I got a 30% conversion on your offer. You know, like feel free to destroy my business anytime with a 30% conversion. If they're, if they're big players respond, if they're minor players ignore. And also understand, like it can't get into a tit for tat. So I had Nuthugger1 attack me, Right. And then, then what happens is everyone gets bold. Everyone's like, you know what? That guy tried to punch that guy in the face. He didn't get knocked out getting punched back. I'm going to stand up for my rights right now to get me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So they jump up and they're like, yeah, hey, listen, uh, I don't like the way you do it too. If you start attacking that person too, it's just like dogs. They're just going to rip you apart. So let me share some other thoughts with you and then we'll get out of here this week when it comes to haters. The thing that you got to do in your business, in your life, is understand that you're going to encounter them and then get them the fuck away from you as quickly as possible. I speak to nobody that I worked with. Their choice, not mine. Right? I've reached out a few times, never heard back from. I speak from one guy from college, okay, and any family member that doesn't understand or supports me, they get cut off. Like I, I love my family and my wife to death, but had she told me early in, you know, the dating relationship that she was not bored with me being an entrepreneur, right? I would be single, single still. You have to cut those people off because I truly believe one of the most thing, one of the things you have to protect the most, okay, next to your energy and drive is your ego. Okay, now I'm not saying turn into a self righteous prick that's like, listen, I just took a shit. And it smelt like roses. Like, don't be that guy. But, you know, you need to believe in yourself as much as other people do. I'll be honest, that's something I struggle with. Like, it amazes me to, like, people are like, how's work going? I'm like, uh, it's going amazing. Um, I still don't understand why people pay me sometimes. Like, what's going on here? That's not how I should be. I should be like, people pay me because I'm knowledgeable and I have information and I break it down in easily digestible chunks. I have real world proof it works. I do everything it teaches, so on and so forth. But if you start letting those haters into your life, you start believing it, right? Like, oh, maybe I am a piece of shit. Maybe my head does belong up my asshole. Maybe I should eat a fat dick. I don't, I don't know. These are all suggestions I've got from people. Ryan Stuman told me something. Uh, he made a post uh, on Facebook, which is, of course, where I get all my news and information these days, that just stuck with me, and it resonated throughout this whole thing. And he said, haters don't hate from the top. And that's true. When have you ever seen a huge name go after another huge name or a minor name? They don't. Rarely, if ever, have I ever seen that happen. I'm sure it happens behind the scenes, but they know that haters don't hate from the top. Richard Branson don't give a shit what Tim Castleman's doing. Just like Tim Castleman don't give a shit what Richard Branson's doing. Although I understand he gave up meat because he's not committed to the cause of being a meatitarian. Okay? So you have to understand that haters don't hate from the top. And if you take the higher road and the higher position, then guess what? You're going to ultimately win. Especially if you just ignore these people. 
And you do as Ben Atkins has suggested to me many times. Focus on the blessings, not the fucks. So there you have it, my friends. There's another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. What I recommend you do is you go get that inoculation against that haterade virus out there. You start cutting people out of your life quickly and easily that don't match up. And you ignore all the haters and you continue to focus on it. And by the way, one last thing I want to leave you with before we go. You know what I'm doing with all that hate and that energy? I'm working, one, on myself to continue to improve. And two, on my business so that I can do more and be more for my customers. So ultimately, they win. One last thing before I leave you, and this is from my good friend Colin Therio. If you just can't get a hater to leave you alone, I suggest that you invite them over to dinner. And you tell them that you'll cook them the meal of their choice. Whatever they want on the menu, it's there. The finest champagnes, the best wines, the best dinner, the best appetizers, sides, everything. But that dessert is on you. And when it comes time to serve dessert, just tell them, hey, listen, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to go into the kitchen and pick out a spoon. It can be any spoon that you want. It could be a big wooden spoon, be a metal spoon, it could be a teaspoon, it could be whatever spoon that you want. But you go pick it up, you go shine it up all nice and clean, and then I want you to come over here and eat my ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out. You guys have a great fucking week. I'll see you next week. Rock on. Talk to you soon.